The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. You'll find out what happened to Frankenstein and other stuff that never happened. Freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the Unknown. I'll start I'll start with Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. every time is like, oh, they kind of look good. Mm-hmm. And then you order it, and it's, it's like, fuck you. Yeah. This, I, I fell for your dumb advertisement, which I don't even know. They don't do just... Look how thick s- our burgers are. It's not like sexy ladies anymore. Right? Yeah, I, I guess not, yeah. But and yeah, then, they used to have like the... Eat a hamburger, pussy. Yeah, Paris Hilton on a mechanical bowl. Yeah, but then they'd have the ones where they drop the thick burger and it goes bouncing. Oh yeah, the dropping. Yeah, the dropping move. Eat like you mean it. Look how heavy it is. Yeah, is it good? Look how heavy it is. Oh man, they suck. Yeah, Carl's Jr. can eat a dick. They um, well, and also, isn't it? Wasn't the CEO of Carl's Jr. Isn't he in part of Trump's cabinet now or something? Oh really? I thought, I mean, maybe now I'm just making up evil shit. You know what thing I hate? The guy who runs it uh, with Trump. No matter what you hate now. I will say their breakfast is pretty solid. Their breakfast burger looks like it should be good. Although, sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, it's real good. But for years, they had the two for 250, which is one of the best deals in fast food. But now, ever since Trump got in office, it's two for 350. Still taco, still doing Taco yeah, Taco Tuesday and Taco Thursday. Tuesday and get Taco the Thursday. Yeah. What? Yeah, Taco Tuesday and Taco Thursday. When the fuck did this happen? Taco Tuesday, you get the three regular tacos for a dollar eighty nine, and that went up. Thursday, you can get uh, three chicken soft tacos for like two twenty nine or something like that. Oh, man, it's good deal. times have changed. Mm-hmm. Taco deal. Tuesday was. Correct me if I'm wrong. Just. Three tacos for a buck. Buck oh nine. That's yeah, with the tax. With the tax. Well, no, just even the before tax was a dollar oh nine. What? Yeah, I lived off that for years. I would I, I, mark it I, on my calendar. I was never getting them sober. That's so. what it was. It was the three regular tacos for a buck oh nine, and then on Thursday, three chicken soft tacos for two oh nine. They bump it up a dollar because of the chicken premium. Yeah, it's harder to fake chicken, I guess. Yeah. I tell you, I had that KFC gold. I broke down and had it. So, yeah, well, all right. You're, you're pissed. You're well, pissed about it. Yeah, I was pissed before I had it, and I'm still pissed after I had it. What, did, be- did be- the flavor made you mad? Or was it so good you wish George invented it? No, no, it was not so good. Here's the thing. All right, here's the thing, KFC. Just make a good chicken finger, and then you don't have to use your stupid gimmicks. The sauce was okay. The sauce is the best part of it. The sauce isn't bad. It's a... Kind of, it's not even a honey mustard. It's just kind of a mustard-based barbecue a mustard sauce. Mustard, mustard. Yeah, there was it wasn't very sweet, but the chicken fingers sucked. It's like something you get at a school cafeteria. Maybe that's why. Maybe, maybe. <clears throat> here, all right, here's a conspiracy. Maybe they put more. It's cheaper to make new sauces and cut the cost of the actual foundation of the meal. Of course, yeah. I'm so sure they can make the chicken shittier and shittier mm-hmm. and just put different cheese and stuff on it. Yeah, Change just, it up because if people eat it long enough. But I think, same thing with Pizza Hut. You are, if you make a decent pizza, you don't have to put fucking hot dogs in the crust. 
Uh, well, okay. Or they got flavored crust. Just make a decent pizza. No one's like, oh, this pizza's really good. I wish there I, were hot dogs in it. I'm not going to shy. Like, if you want to try and tease me into eating the crust, all right. Because crust is a handle. Make a good crust. Crust is like an apple core to me. Like, get, you're gone. Oh, I don't mind a good crust. I'll eat the whole damn I'll thing. Put, I'll throw a little uh, A1 sauce down and dip it. <laughs> I'll do that. But yeah, I, okay. Uh, Enough with the gimmicks. I think that's it. Well, what place hasn't had gimmicks? In and Out Burger has been the no same way. thing. In and Out Burger has a line around it every time. Wendy's, the Wendy's classic double mm-hmm. with cheese is a solid burger. They they've screw around. Yeah, they they've enhanced they'll, they'll it, but it's not gimmick. Out. They've improved the bun. They've improved the pickles. But it's still it's a solid burger. No they've gimmicks. They've improved the pickles. Yeah, they got uh, just a different different cut of pickles now. Yeah. It's a higher quality pickle. They, was that were they advertising that? Like, I don't know. We they changed should. our pickles. Yeah, hey, it's little things. Hey, count. have you not been to Wendy's in a while? <laughs> well, stop by. Our <laughs> napkins are a different kind of yellow. <laughs> well, they're more of a they're more of a taupe <sighs> now. We went to taupe napkins. Come on by Wendy's. But KFC, it's in your name, chicken. Well, also it, Kentucky. Yeah. So maybe they don't know what happens good piece of outside chicken. their state. You know what I did do? I'm just guessing. What's the hack? I got the uh, combo that comes with the biscuit and the coleslaw. So I took all three mediocre components and combined them. I put the chicken tender on the biscuit and then coleslaw on top of that. I had a chicken tender coleslaw so you ate biscuit. All the stuff you didn't enjoy at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to, just to get it over just with. Get, just give me the <laughs> give me the nutrients. Oh, but man, I just I'd hate to think that I was in the chicken business and that's the best damn chicken finger I could do. <laughs> I was in the chicken business. Well, I was in the chicken game. I guarantee you my fingers would be a lot better. That's I wouldn't need some made-up, bogus-ass Georgia that's gold sauce. That's you meet in business class. Not first class, but business class. What do you do? I'm in the chicken business. Dave Stone, chicken man. Mm. What else going on, You know how you get to the top of the chicken industry? You claw your way up there. That's not as good as I thought it was going to be. Oh, man. Chicken clawed. I'll edit that out. That's how bad that joke was. There's that Seinfeld episode where George uh, meets a woman in New York City where he lives, but he's pretending to be a tourist. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And he says he works for Tyler Chicken in Little Rock, Arkansas. Oh, that's right. Some sort (laughs) of fermented chicken drink. (laughs) Oh, anyway. Let's talk about. Oh, by the way, it's uh, Boogie Monster. Oh, po- yeah. Podcast. Yeah, how, how rude of us. Calcanet and Dave Stone. Didn't introduce ourselves. So, did I- you eat anything else? I had a good burrito. I had a soy riso burrito. Somebody else uh, on Twitter, a listener, said uh, she's a Latina. So, she's like, as a, for a life, from a lifetime of eating chorizo, she's uh-huh. like, the soy riso stuff is a good. Really? Good s- switch out. Hmm. Convincing trigger. So I, I was craving. A, I was craving a hard shell tacos and ground beef. Man, chorizo is the hard drugs of meats. <laughs> like if you if you're going out and eating some chorizo, whew, you better even better clear your schedule. Even the soy rizo, still like you cut it out of a sausage too, but it comes out like that bright red mm-hmm. grease. It's yes. still like oh, all right, got an angry color to it. It's like, yeah. yeah, you want to eat this? All right. Come yeah, on. yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, it's chorizo. Yeah, I love chorizo. But it's, it's not for the uh, faint of heart. I had, a, I had a giant soy riso burrito. Yeah, where and, from? Mixto. 
Oh, yeah, Mixto. Mixto. I know Mixto in Silver Lake. For our national listeners, there's only <laughs> one, and it's down the street. <laughs> Across from the Trader Joe's in Silver Lake, it's Mixto. Yeah. It's a green building. and they Next make, to Pinkberry. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I had to talk myself out of that. I didn't get on that Pinkberry shit yeah. until like a year ago. It's solid. I mean, there's reason, like, it, was, it had so much hype, and then every mm-hmm. other store was a frozen yogurt place. Mm-hmm. A lot of that here. A lot of frozen yogurt in Los Well, Angeles. that was like right, right when I first moved here. I Pinkberry mm-hmm. went nuts, and then the owner lady got in trouble for. <clears throat> no, somebody from Pinkberry like killed a homeless guy on an off ramp or what? something. Yeah, yeah, it was a real sad end ah. to the Pinkberry domination of like, and it's good for you. Everything's the best. It's like the owner of Pinkberry Just killed a guy on company. the off ramp, like raged, killed somebody with a tire iron. Oh, I really? My phone oh, I thought you meant like vehicular homicide or something. No. Like, well, all right. I already said forward. at the beginning of the episode something that was untrue. So now I got to see if I, this was untrue. Yeah, that's a pretty hearty allegation. We're just spreading untruths. Mm. I am fake news. Man, I went all the way to Panda Garden. I don't, not Panda you Garden. Keep I always saying, say, yeah, Panda Express. Panda Garden's my stupid joke. Uh, I don't, uh, I, you had the, you were talking about the burrito last week, I, I think. I almost said I don't live near a Panda Express. It's like, sometimes I do. Uh, <laughs> if you want it real bad enough. <laughs> but I drove care. all the way to Panda Express to get this damn orange chicken burrito, which sounds great. And uh, the one I went to, they're like, yeah, we don't have that yet. I'm like, well, got some false information. Just go and get a tortilla. And it, <laughs> do now. It was, it was the one that's in the Gelson's. There's, there's a Panda Express inside of a Gelson's grocery store. So I almost went and bought. I was like... I wanted it so bad. I was like, if I hand you a tortilla, could you just I get a combo B platter, <laughs> sir, throw sir, it all in you there? You can't just go picking out <laughs> ingredients from the grocery store. <laughs> Why not? We're not your personal chef, sir. <laughs> I was tempted Everything to Everything in here comes in one bag. <laughs> <laughs> and then I made a stink. They overcharged me. you got to watch some of these places because uh, no one ever checks. And I, I'm, I'm good at math. I counted my quarters at the laundromat yeah. today. Yeah, tell me, I'd be a cheap ass when I need to be. So I, uh, I always do the math in my head, and they overcharge me. And uh, I, I just pointed out I was nice about it, but nobody could un- like. What do you mean? I'm like, well, before tax, it's nine ten, and on this receipt, before tax, it's ten thirty five. I'm like, where's that dollar twenty five? And she kept saying, well, that's before tax. Yeah, I know. Put the tax aside. I'm talking pre tax. What did, what did you and, get? And then finally, like five minutes later, they're like, oh, you got the premium uh, five flavor shrimp. I'm like, well, A, it's not, it doesn't say that on the menu, and B, you should have led with that. That could have been the first route of your this, troubleshooting. You could have just given this speech from a park bench to nobody. <laughs> These are the things I deal with every day. And then, well, it was at 9, 10 before tax, but then at 10, 35, and well, well, I got the premium five-flavored shrimp instead of the standard five-flavored shrimp, and I didn't know if it was for the three-flavored, it would have been a dollar less. Dollar twenty-five may not mean much to you, but, you know, I mean, every bit counts, you know? I don't know where you come from. You're just throwing dollar twenty-five down the trash can. I'm I, I'm as cheap as they come, yeah. man. I get it. But, like, no one could figure out, like, me. she kept, at, like, I was speaking a different language. I was like, look, I'm not trying to be a dick, but, like, look at this math. And she's like, oh. And then finally the manager's like, did you get five-flavored shrimp? I go, yeah. And he goes, hey, it's a twenty-five premium surcharge. I'm like, well, maybe say that on the little sticker there. Which, I mean, you know, I'm fine to pay for. Just don't trick How me. How was the five-flavored shrimp? I mean, they could have stopped it, too. Did you? It would have been fine. They also have salt and pepper fish. Yeah, no shit. 
That's <laughs> what? Well, what? Why? Because sometimes you could have every food starts with salt and pepper. That shouldn't be your selling point. For what about your lemon and butter? Yeah, lemon butter and salt. But everything is going to start with salt and pepper to be waving that flag. Oh, this is salt and pepper fish. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I I saw that. I saw you put it on Twitter. I was like, I why is he mad about this? <laughs> I just don't think it's something. It's not a selling point. I'm telling you, there's only basic ingredients. There's I mean, it's nothing. like it's like bragging that you cook it. Oh, we got cooked beef today. Yeah, well, thanks. <laughs> got real. Got to pick my battle. Sword in your side. <laughs> Had a rough week. Who else is? Who else is f- falling in the way? <laughs> it's falling to the wrath of Dave. Oh man, just you know, just don't try to don't try to slip one past me. Is this the Waffle House guy died. My ra- <laughs> rest in peace. My radar's always up. Man, we had fun this weekend. Yeah, buddy. Went to the Smash 'em Ups. I had never been. Yeah, Demolition Derby. That was awesome. <clears throat> Our friend Brandy Posey. It was her birthday, and she said, everybody, come out, Demolition Derby yeah. in Irwindale. And we got a little bit of everything, like uh, the Demolition Derby, but like there was also just a regular, like a minor league there was a stock race. car. I think it was a stock car. It was a stock car race. Mm-hmm. And then the, the ne- best of the whole night was the trailer race. Yeah, Demolition Derby. Everybody had to be pulling some sort of trailer. That was it. Yeah, just old, like, like older American model cars, like a lot of El Caminos and Ford LTDs and stuff out there. Yeah. And anything on a trailer. Yeah. And then one guy just had an empty trailer, and another guy had a boat, no trailer. Yeah. And that guy was just dragging a boat. <laughs> and I like to think they just both really wanted to race. Like, all right, I think I got a way around the rules. And also, what, like, how were the rules to that? Yeah, I don't know what the rules were. Like, you know, at some point there's been a fight yeah. between two of the drivers. Like, you're fucking. Broken jet ski flew off. Yeah, one guy had a jet ski on the back. Your broken, yeah, your broken jet ski wasn't fastened properly in our trash race. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I uh, first our fucking hillbilly Ben Hur. Your garbage wasn't affixed <laughs> affixed to your vehicle <laughs> well <Ben-Hur>. enough. <laughs> oh, dude, first time I've in my life I've ever tried to bribe somebody. Uh, I tried to bribe my way in. Well, let's set the stage, all right? You just showed up at my house. You were already drunk, <laughs> which is always a story because it's like, well, you drove your home here. So where'd you get drunk? Like, ah, just sitting in the van out there for a while. Well, I knew that You'll you were driving. You'll text me like, are you, all right, are you leaving? I'll be there at five. But then I, I just to find out you're just sitting out in front of my house oh, yeah. for hours. <laughs> Well, see, I, I knew that you were driving. I knew I had the night off as yeah, far yeah. as uh, not having to drive. So I was like, well, you know, I'll knock a few. I'm going to a demolition derby. Damn, that was I'll hard. knock a few back. That was hard to not drink at that. But, uh, yeah, and unbeknownst to me, it had sold out. So we get there. We drive all the way out there. I guess yeah. you guys had the foresight to buy your tickets in advance. I was like, I just thought it was going to be some real small, like, kind of like the equivalent of like a high school football game. You know, I thought there'd be... 800 people oh, there. Oh, yeah. There was like 10,000 people there. That seemed, it seemed like, I'm terrible at guessing, like, I think there was probably 10,000 people but there. But it was, I mean, that whatever Irondale Speedway capacity was. Yeah, it was huge. Oh, by the way, the, uh, co-founder of Pinkberry uh, beat a transient. He oh, didn't kill no. him. He beat him. With a tire iron? Uh, yeah, why not? Oh, man. Yeah. But anyway, um... So we get out there. I'm so excited. 
going to my first demolition derby. Got a little buzz. Mm-hmm. And then I get to the gate, and they're like, it's sold out. There's no tickets. Yeah, tried to grease the wheels. So I stood around. I was hoping maybe like I could buy some scalp tickets. I thought there'd be a scalper at the demolition derby. And you uh, imagine the scalping price. The original price was like five bucks. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, there's this huge line that kind of funnels into the main gate. And they were just... I could tell they weren't putting a lot of detail, you know, into checking the tickets or whatever. No, nothing so, was organized. So I had a had a twenty dollar bill folded in half, mm-hmm. and I get up to the gate. And it's this dude, he's probably nineteen, just this dopey looking dude. And I just go, "This is my ticket, right?" And he <laughs> goes, "What?" And I go, "This this counts as a ticket, right?" <laughs> and he looked at me really funny. I go, "This is my ticket." And he goes, "Sir, I can't do that." I go, "Come on, man, no one's looking." <laughs> You and I like I really was like forcing it on. I was like trying to shove it in his hand. He's like, "Sir, I'm sorry." Anybody thought about it? He but you were like it. shorts and a sleeveless shirt, yeah, smelling like whiskey. Like you look like you were just showing up there because you found out your ex wife and her new boyfriend were there. I was there to cause L- trouble. Like you were just like sold out. Fuck, well, Charlene, my heart ain't sold out. There's still tickets left for it. I'm coming for you. <laughs> Get booze breath, try to hot palm his way into the demolition derby. The classy dude. <laughs> we got you a ticket. Yeah, bro. fortunately, somebody in our big party had an extra one. Yeah. yeah, it was, and then there was like a, a damn good fireworks display mm. afterwards. Mm-hmm. Of which, well, yeah, all right, fireworks are like the dumbest thing. Like people make fun. It's the easiest thing to make fun of. Oh, explosions! Yay! Look at hey. I, then you know what I'm I'm simple. Yeah. I like the demolition derby. It was you know what? Hell of a lot less violent than the horse races I went to three weeks ago. Yeah. Where two horses died yeah. and there was a fight in like in the crowd. Really? Yeah. Mm. On a Saturday morning. Here we are on a Saturday night with a lot of people who look like they were ready to fight yeah. or just got done fighting. Yeah. Or are planning on fighting but after this. <sighs> Just Inland Empire dudes. Yeah. But man. And it was, it was fun. Things that go smash, things that go boom. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. Yeah. It right. was fun. Sign board. And I, I grew up, uh, you know, NASCAR is a huge part of, like, in mm-hmm. the South, it's just everywhere. And, of course, now it's, you know, it's kind of a Southern thing, but it's it's so popular now that, yeah, yeah. you know, it's outside the South. But I never really cared too much about it, but it was it was like hockey. The same thing I hear about hockey is, oh, dude, you got to go see it live. You know, and I I'd, yeah. I'd never seen NASCAR live or anything like that, and uh, man, I enjoyed it. This is that fun. was fun. Like this, that that one, like the, I think the first race, what was just a straight up stock car race. Yeah, yeah. Like those dudes were hauling ass. Sure, and yeah. it was probably what that's about a thirty minute race. I don't know. Like some of these NASCAR races, are like five hours. No, this was I think forty laps. Forty laps. And it was so a little how long, track. I don't how long did take them to do that? I mean, it was at least fifteen twenty minutes. No, nah, yeah, maybe not yeah. even that. But it's enough to be like, oh, that was that yeah, was well, satiated my start. need for speed. You do good in this circuit, then you move up. Like yeah. it's like going to it's like going to the independent book show for mm-hmm. comedy. Like, yeah. Oh, this is where you got to hustle right now. Yeah, I grew up in Woodstock, Georgia, and they they have one that's been there for years called the Dixie Speedway, mm-hmm. and we live like eight miles from the Dixie Speedway, but still every Saturday night. From my house, you could oh, still you hear. Could hear him just, and, you're, and we were like, wow, that's like eight yeah. miles away. Like, that <laughs> is loud as shit. So. Yeah, those engines, they had, they had the rocket truck, which was uh, 
kind of shit the bed. That wasn't that fun. See, I missed that. That's yeah, when I was trying to sneak my way in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a good time. That was a fun night. Go see some Demolition Derby. That may, okay, yeah, it's probably stupid. Go see it. It's a blast. <laughs> what else going I, on, man? I don't know, man. Well, we should probably talk about... All right, this is the last issue I want to talk mm-hmm. about. Because now I... I'm over it, mm-hmm. but I was a little upset when you got to the house today, because I like I don't know if this is a rage issue thing. Okay, but a guy was like dri- he was driving like a dick in front of me. Mm-hmm. Not bad, just like not going when you're supposed to go. Just being a shitty, like not impactful, but just being lousy at driving. Yeah. So then I go to go around him, and he could tell that, so he speeds up, so he wouldn't let me go around him. <sighs> like just being shitty, just being a dickheaded dude. What kind of car? A convertible Camaro with oh. Nevada plates. Shocking. Nevada plates. That either means you're in California. Either means you're driving a rental car, so you don't know what the fuck you're doing, or you're from Nevada, so you don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> like that's all it means. Like Nevada plates, fucking uh, strike three immediately. <laughs> if you're driving a car with Nevada plates, it means you've got your head up your ass behind the wheel. Uh, yeah, and then it was right where there's a double turn. He like weaseled his way into the turn, like cut somebody off to get in the left turn. And I was, I was, I was like, if that guy, not through any fault of my own, but like if 15 minutes later, I somehow found out, oh, that guy died. I'd be like, yeah, so? Like I wouldn't, that interaction alone made me think like you're not valuable. Yeah. You're like, you're just a dickhead. For You think you're the number one? I mean, that's the impression I got right away. Like, uh-huh. It wasn't mistakes. It was you being a dickhead and pulling power moves with a vehicle. Yeah. And I was like, it's like, oh yeah, every one of us has to die. So if why shouldn't the shitty ones go sooner? Hmm. But then I was like, man, what does it say about me? Like, oh, it's pretty harsh. I'd, is it? <laughs> is it harsh? <clears throat> I mean, I have pretty intense road rage. I mean, I don't, I don't say I, I want to kill him or anything. I like, I if I found out that, yeah, I, I know I do. I wish death on. <laughs> Like like people a lot of the time, mm. like the TSA agent when I was coming back from uh, New Year's oh, traveling, yeah. Yeah. And just just fucked with me because we're as impatient. We're trying to go, and she's just be, like smirking at stuff and being cute. I'm like, this is not time to be cute. Yeah, and I, I bitched about that. Yeah, but I was like, no, I, like in my head, like I'll sit and like full focus my energy on her demise, if not death. Then I hope I, I gypsy curse. I have very like little tolerance for shitty drivers. Fall, fall out. I have little tolerance for incompetent drivers and dickhead drivers because yeah. people could get hurt. Like yeah, incompetence. Yeah, one thing, but just being a dick. But incompetence just as bad, in my opinion. Because like, get your head out of your ass. Learn to drive. This is something we yeah. all do every day. Well, you know, if you live in a city, it's, yeah. it's a car city, most of them, unless you live in like New York or something. But like, we all drive every day, and this is the best you can do. Yeah. Get off the road. You're yeah. in, putting lives in danger. I wouldn't wish them death, oh. but the dick and Yeah, not which, but well, yeah. Well, I, I was th- but I was thinking about that because I've been trying to watch The Leftovers, mm-hmm. the show, and it's about, I think, one fifth of the population disappearing. Hmm. This is weird. We've talked about population control. Yeah, like but, all at I mean, once they disappeared. All at once. Wow. So the premise, like it, it came out like maybe two or three years ago on HBO, and I was like, this premise is right up my alley. It's about uh-huh. the disappearance of people and what happens afterwards. Cults form. How is religion affected? How like how, how the, the behaviors of people? How does that affect? Like, ooh, this is, yeah, this even pertains to the podcast now. 
And the show is so goddamn slow. Really? Like three or four episodes, I fell out of it. And then it was Karen Kilgariff. I just saw a text or a, 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 a tweet where she's like, episode, whatever, said the title of it. I guess it was season two. I was like, one of the best episodes of TV. I'm like, I'm back in. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Just because that, because one episode in season two is good. All these shows that people love, I've never seen. Game of Thrones, never seen it. Mad Men, never seen it. Walking Dead, never seen it. Ditto, ditto, ditto. I, Walking Dead should be, I mean, up my alley. My- Zombie thing came, mm-hmm. it was like Pinkberry. It came and exploded well, way too much for me to get into it. My problem is I find a show I love. And I'll watch it over and over and over. You get stuck in the comfort of it. I'm literally, no shit, uh, Fargo, both season one and season two, I've watched both seasons in completion eight times. I'm on my eighth cycle. All right. That's that's (laughs) a little much. much. Yeah, that's a lot. Shows like that that are so complex, like every time I watch it, I find new stuff and whatnot. I just started yesterday. You could could find a whole new show. (laughs) (laughs) I just started uh, True Detective Season 1 for the fourth time. I just started that again. Did we talk about, we were talking about it after the podcast last time. I, I, oh, your theories? I think that I thought they were angels. I was getting back in a pot real heavy when that came out. <laughs> uh-huh. And like, I had this brief moment of self confidence. I was like, you just stop being paranoid when you're stoned and just speak what's on your mind. And I'm just at the bar, like, I think they're angels. <laughs> the true detectives are angels. I did. I thought Woody Harrelson was like the fallen angel. And uh, McConaughey is the one who's trying to save him. Mm-hmm. Or would it be vice versa? Because it seemed like... McConaughey's trying to save... The, well, they're both trying to save... They're both broken... Uh-huh. Ang- okay. The, obviously, the theory falls apart. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I was, I was convinced. I thought I had a real, a real new angle on the whole thing. The show thing. is so good. Speaking of Fargo, I won't, I won't give any spoilers right now, but if anybody's fans of Fargo... What spoilers? Two, Everybody's seen them once. I don't. I don't think. I've, I've met spo- a lot of people hadn't seen Fargo. Yeah. Give any spoilers away, but after you watch it for the fifteenth time, uh, I gotta say, <laughs> seriously, after you watch it for the eighth time, you really start to find some shit. I uh, can see it. You, if uh, anybody wants some like really interesting Easter eggs, I can uh, see email me. Okay, I can see earning. Uh, yeah. I, I could tell. It's like yeah, definitely worth. I got a reviewing. couple of really good Easter eggs. Can on throw one out. Throw one teaser out there. <sighs> okay, the hitman in season one. Adam Goldberg and then the other deaf guy. Yeah, um, they make a brief appearance in season two, even season, though even though it's set twenty seven years earlier. When season two was the, and if you want to know when, email me and I'll tell you. Season two was the, the family. Yeah, North Dakota. And who is it? Comes up there. What town was it? Oh, uh, where are they from? Lincoln or something? Yeah. Uh, Still another rural. Put me town. on the spot. Yeah. I can't, but season two is great. Uh, one more, uh, Hansi in season two, the Native American uh, mm-hmm. kind of henchman. He makes a brief appearance in season mm-hmm. one. Where is he in season one? I don't want to. I don't want to give it away. You can tell. You can tell us. Yeah. Okay. You want me to? If, get if it? anything, you're just going to make people go. Now I got to watch that okay. again. You're uh, selling it. The end of season two, the last episode. Towards the end of the, uh, towards the end of the episode, wasn't the final scene, but kind of towards the end of the scene. Everything had come to its conclusion, and Hansi, the Native American, is yeah. sitting. These are kind of connected. He's sitting in a at a baseball field, yeah, 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 and he's watching two young boys play baseball. 
Well, one of those boys is dark-headed, one of them's blonde-headed, the blonde-headed kid's deaf, they're doing sign language. That's clearly a reference to the hitman oh, in yeah, season yeah. one. Yeah. And I don't know if that means like one of them was his son's or nephew or something, but anyway. But ironically, in the exact same scene, some dude shows up and gives him his new identity, gives him a new ID and a new mm. passport and all kinds of stuff, and he even talks about maybe getting plastic surgery, like yeah. hiding his face and everything. And he says some of the exact same dialogue that in season one, real brief, I think midway through the season, it's the opening scene of this particular episode. It's when Key and Peel start showing up in the episodes, and they're doing surveillance, watching this, uh, yeah. watching this building. I forgot they were in that. That episode opens with uh, the Fargo crime syndicate sitting in a Chinese restaurant eating a bunch of crazy Chinese food. They're eating the fish and stuff. And the main guy, the big sinister leader, they're talking about they're going over the books and like, what happened to Sam Hess? Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, well, he went to some Australian guys. Like, well, yeah. you know, we think this guy did this and two of our guys are doing that and blah, blah, blah. And he's, and he, uh, he's like, you know, don't care, not related. <laughs> don't care. Extramarital, dead. Yeah. Kill or be killed. That guy who's saying that, the big, the boss man, that's, that's Hansi. 27 years later. Now I gotta watch this. Show. Crazy. You have really watched the oh, fuck yeah. out of these shows. Crazy. <clears throat> Those shows are great. Fargo is amazing. I can't wait for season three. It's supposed to be any day now. I think. I, th- I thought they said it was coming out in March of seventeen, but no, it's can- coming out soon. Yeah, and Ewan McGregor is in it, and I think he plays. I like that two. guy. Thank you. Pl- oh, one more thing. Not with Fargo, but Baskets. My God, Baskets is a funny show. Still are you- haven't seen it, dude. Season one's kind of slow. And uh, but it gets better, and season two is great. But uh, just reminded me because you know McGregor's playing a twin brothers, I think. But Zach Galifianakis playing twin brothers, he's doing. Yeah. A lot of people know about the Seth Galifianakis character that yeah. he did on comedians and comedy stuff. Well, he plays twin brothers in Baskets, and it's very similar to the Seth Galifianakis character. He's southern and effeminate, but where Seth the Seth character is just really passive and sweet, just a sweet yeah. southern effeminate guy. Similar character he plays. They're Chip and Dale. That's funny. They're twin brothers. In Fargo? Yeah. No, <laughs> in Baskets. Uh, now I'm talking about Baskets. Galifianakis. But, oh. But the, tw- the twin brother <laughs> in Baskets, it's very Seth Galifianakis, but with like an edge. Like yeah. he's a dick. Like just, just still got that Southern effeminate. There's one scene where like he opens the fridge. Who put Twizzlers in the fridge? She's like, Sarah did. Looks like me and Sarah are going to have to have another Twizzler talk. <laughs> He's just a real prick to everybody, but he's still got that southern effeminate thing going. Oh, it's just brilliant. I, I, Baskets it, is good. I know it's like the heyday of great television. Yeah, and I just I'm excited for the new Fast and Furious. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. Is there a new one? Uh, yeah, I saw a preview for this, and they're driving on like the Arctic, and a submarine pops up and knocks a car out. I was like, there was no way you were going to top the last one. Where you drove a car from one building through the sky into another building. I was like, you got my money. You got my money. Uh, FNF. You love it. I've still not and seen any of And this one, you got a submarine finding them. It's, yes. And that's just the preview. And they always, every time I watch the movie, I'm like, they didn't even do that in the preview. The movie's always game on. Wow. We wanted to talk about another TV show real briefly. Or do you want to save that for next week? Which TV show do we want to talk Killing about? Bigfoot? Well, that's... Okay, yeah. That's going to finally cross over into the subject matter of the podcast. Yeah? Yeah, Killing Bigfoot. 
How's that going to cross over to our topic today? <laughs> no, just the oh, fact oh, that I we're a podcast about the supernatural and we've been pulling our dicks about TV shows <laughs> I thought you and, meant fast and Carl's Jr. <laughs> for a half hour. We could save it, yeah. But Killing big. No, fun. we should talk about we'll it talk now. about it now? Okay. All right. Well, Unless you think we got so much. I mean, we got a lot to talk about today with our topic. I haven't seen Killing Bigfoot either. I saw it last <clears throat> night. I should watch one. I just well, that was my complaint last time. Like, why don't you find it first? Yeah, you just announce that. How uniquely American! We're going to kill it. You, it's not. You don't even know if it's real, but you're already announcing you're going to kill it. Yeah, it's, and it's the format is the exact same of all those stupid shows. Finding Bigfoot. It's the same format. All the shows about the stuff I want to believe in make me believe in it less. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, it really... Uh, there was a good video of a Brazilian haunted house that I just saw while I was at the laundromat today. It was kind of creepy. I think I saw like that one. slamming furnace yeah. door or something. Yeah. I, I was watching my phone in the laundromat, so I couldn't really get into it. Yeah. But I need to... Uh, just killing Bigfoot. Just another horseshit Bigfoot show. They're, they're not doing us any favors in the Bigfoot community. Get, get, like, get, churning get, out these lame-ass shows. 18 months, you're going to marrying Bigfoot. <laughs> It's going to be just like The Bachelor, except it'll be like a half-eaten rabbit that's left in front of a woman's tent in the morning. I watched an episode last night, and one of the main guys, they're at like a town hall meeting, and like there's there's different factions, like this crew wants to kill Bigfoot, and this other crew wants to, they're they're a no-kill Bigfoot organization. It's the uh, GC Gulf Coast Bigfoot Research. Where is this? This is... uh, in Louisiana and Texas, the Gulf, the, the crew they're following is the GCBFR or BFO or something, G, Gulf Coast Bigfoot Research Association. Um, not to be confused with the ETBFRO, the East Texas Bigfoot Field Research Association, which I've – There doesn't yeah. need to be yeah. this many associations. <laughs> you but, don't need to be. But this crew, they, they're where, and it's just a bunch of hunt, deer hunters and ex-cops <laughs> and ex-veterans or – you're not an ex Texas and Louisiana. Yeah. Oh, shot Bigfoot. Yeah. Oh, whoops. It was just, uh, it turns out it was just a Mexican guy jumping the border. Darn it. Oh, can't believe it. Bummer. Bumps. Bad, bad one on us. Anyway, back out there, boys. But yeah, and like this guy's hosting a town hall meeting, and anytime someone objects, he just ends, oh, well, you're crazy. You're, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, geez. At sounds like he's right. Hear him out. No, like the guy who wants to kill Bigfoot. And other people are like, why? You shouldn't kill Bigfoot. Oh, you sit down. You're stupid. Just yelling at people. Like, God. So they just, what, what channel? Is the Animal Planet or Discovery? Like, they just. Destination America, that's which just is one the of bottom these. feeder of those types of programs. Yeah. All the shows on that channel suck. I mean, I'd like to host a show yeah. if anybody from Destination America. <laughs> But it really is like the minor league of that type of shit. Like, but it's, it's not even like like it's just we found an idiot. Mm-hmm. That's all you did to come in with. What's your pitch for a show? Look at this idiot. Yeah, you know, what I mean? you want to follow him around? What's the kill Bigfoot? I, you had me at idiot. Here's twelve episodes. They got another show called Mountain Monsters, and it's just a bunch of hillbillies just in the <laughs> yeah. mountains. I was like, what was that? Shoot it! <laughs> just like ugh. It's it's real housewives for the Appalachian. Well, it's cheap, yeah. It's cheap. To, it's cheap to just throw something at the wall and see if it sticks. Oh, and I hate that shit. Send a crew out and found these, you know, these podunks around. Ugh. Well, I'm just conflicted because I love the subject matter. The same here, man. Yeah. That's why, like, every time I watch some on TV about it, it makes me, it takes the wonder away from it in the in the wrong direction. It's not proving it to be real. It's just it's just discrediting. It's disinformation. Yeah. Oh, well. 
Look out. Oh. There it is. Oh, it's gurgling. Want to get want to get into it? Let's get into it. Well, th- I think this is a fun one today. This uh Yeah. This is kind of in our wheelhouse it's as per- far as pertinent. The, yeah, time sensitive and pertinent. Yeah, it is timely, uh topical. Uh Big Brother. Talk about old mm-hmm. Big Brother. Yeah, the surveillance state that yeah. came out in the news. Mm-hmm. That uh, was it, the NSA. Mm-hmm. That was uh, what what everybody suspected mm-hmm. was true. That every device could be used to spy. Yeah, I mean, even if you don't, if, if even if your mind is not, you know, currently set on conspiracies and things like that, just think of from a logistical point of view. You know, every all the cameras and. Yeah, just the recording every device. Devices. Yeah, every device is a camera, and it's all linked to a network. I mean, your laptop, your iPhone, all this stuff. Uh, so anyway, what what was it that came out in the news recently? Um, was it, it the was Alexa a, thing? Well, I, I thought it was just that the CIA was just confirmed that the CIA has a, the potential to hack all your TV, yeah. every all these devices that yeah. have a camera or a microphone, which does, seems. I wasn't surprised by that. Mm-hmm. Well, this all kind of started coming into the public consciousness about three years ago when Edward Snowden made mm-hmm. his revelations. Uh, and you remember some of the details with that. Uh, he Actually, worked- Edward Snowden and Julian Assange, mm-hmm. Assange. I the same person to me. <laughs> I, I don't know. You fucking got me. Yeah. Well, Snowden, they One really... looks like Steve Hofstetter. <laughs> The other guy looks like he got kicked out of Genesis in the 80s. (laughs) Snowden, he was responsible for the – he worked for the NSA, and about three years ago, he downloaded 200,000 files. He was doing something for him. uh, He was based out of Hawaii, and uh, he downloaded 200,000 files. So what, Hawaii wasn't good enough for you? Then he went to Hong Kong. I'm sure sick of paradise. Why don't I yeah. fuck the world up? And uh, that's when I first started hearing about a lot of this stuff. Although, I mean, it's been going on forever. Yeah. Yeah. But it really started coming out uh, into the zeitgeist when Snowden made all his stuff. And just uh, a couple of quick bullet points. I won't rehash all 200,000 files that, <laughs> that he dropped. But things like um, he revealed that uh, there are definitely secret court orders that allow the NSA to access uh, phone records. And then it was later... Uh, yeah. Revealed that Verizon had provided all of its customers' phone records to the NSA. Like, just here you go, NSA. Whatever we can do to help. I have Verizon. Yeah, and then several other uh, phone companies have have done the same thing. But Verizon <clears throat> well, was the first that got ratted remember, out. Remember that being a big deal with the San Bernardino shooter? That mm-hmm. they're like, oh well, if, you, if we do that, if we let you hack. What was it? They wouldn't let them go into their phone. They wanted. Yeah, uh, they. Like, the police department or whoever, the FBI, they got his phone, and then they were like, hey, Apple, can we get into his phone to make sure that there's not more information and Apple didn't want to do it? Which, I mean, yeah, that's, I think that poses if, a good I think question. if you're a murderer, you forego your rights. Mm-hmm. But I think it was the ethical issue of, like, Apple being like, and eh, like, I think they were, it was setting a precedent that they were yeah, like, well, no. now anytime you guys have probable cause, you, we're supposed to just hack into somebody's phone. So I still don't know how to feel about that. Like, yeah, because you know. right away the knee jerk rings. Like, well, these guys are murderers and mm-hmm. terrorists, and yes, let them go through the phone. But, but then, know, what, then what other thing? Like, it's just yeah, it's a slippery what slope. We were talking about before we talk. Like, like 
things that are implemented that mean well, but then can be abused mm-hmm. later on. Policies yeah, and, and all this that I'm about to talk about, like all this spy stuff and Big Brother stuff. You know, the government could spin it, and initially it might make sense as far as like, well, we're we're doing some of this because of this reason, A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, A, B, and C. That okay, that kind of makes sense. But then once you're not looking, we're going to do, you know, D, E, F, and G. Like, yeah, it, well, the, the who is uh, I was like George H. W. Bush talking about Trump. He's like, well, the power is. So I'm paraphrasing what he said, but just about like the power of the presidency is intoxicating, mm-hmm. and you get full like they like these policymakers of like, well, we're spy, we we have to spy on people. It's for the good of everything, mm-hmm. but we can also know everything. Like, how, yeah. like it's intoxicating to have access to that power. And like, where's you know, the line? You know, when do you when do the you know, powers like, that be say, all right, this is enough? Now we're crossing into some ethical. Yeah, like at what point is it like your neighbors, you know, leaving their blinds open? Like, well, like, they shouldn't do that. Well, I'm looking. Well, now they know the blinds are open. It's like, that's a, no, you don't. It's yeah. not the point. Yeah, just because you can, you don't. Exactly. Uh, some other stuff that came out in Snowden's revelations. Uh, uh, Prism. You know about Prism? Uh, it was this uh, program. It allowed the NSA access to servers of like every like Google, Facebook, AOL, Microsoft, YouTube. Several more search histories. Yeah, just here's here's access to the search history and the servers of all these huge companies. <laughs> all this I... data. <laughs> um, it talks about the GCHQ, old skateboard videos, and BigBoobsAlert.com. Not breaking down my door anytime soon. <laughs> exactly. Well, okay. And I was gonna wait to get into this, but like, all right, what we're talking about is just the government spying on us, and yeah. every device that we have now is slowly starting to be revealed. Like, oh, you know, your your iPhone, your your, but everything, even smart TVs, uh, Xboxes. But my yeah. point is, like, all right, there's. Three hundred something million people just in America. Like, they're monitored. Are they going to monitor what? all of us? Yeah. Well, what are the what are the flags? That would be interesting. Notice what are the flags that make them go? Oh, let's take a look at this guy. Well, there definitely are like search words. If you search certain yeah, things, yeah, yeah, you know, which I'm sh- every fifteen year old like, oh, look what I typed in your Google. You exactly. Know? It's the, the the whole positive. Well. When I'm looking at my stuff, well, if you have nothing to hide, why do you care? It's because I don't want to. It's it's a circular it's, argument. Yeah, it's the principle. I get it. Like, yeah, I get both argument. Like, yeah, well, if you got nothing to hide, but at the same time, yeah. still get out of here. What Stop about looking at my shit. what about the things that are fine now that will change later on? Okay, you such know as? what? Well, for gun nuts, now they'd be like, oh, what, like uh, b- buying stuff from out of state. Like, I want to buy guns that aren't legal in my state. Like. Uh-huh. Okay, well, the government is never going to regulate that because the NRA has too much money and it's uh, dicks uh, into the into the you know corporate interests. So that you're you're fine, gun nuts. Yeah, you're fucking fine. Uh, but what if it is uh, you know uh, I'm trying to think of like a, a drug nature or something? Like, well, no, I just heard this is a, like mushrooms are legal, but they're plants. What if there's some other plant mm-hmm. out there you want to research? Oh, you know, salvia or something. Yeah. Oh, we got a drug hit on us. We'll look at him. What if it's? Uh, well, I don't know. I don't. There's not currently not uh, a. Well, I don't want to say that. 
But what it's what if it's of a sexually deviant nature? Mm-hmm. But still within the law. But whatever your fetish or you know, mm-hmm. what if that? Okay, well no. Or if it's just that they'll out you for anything, mm-hmm. whatever you've looked up now politically, like what's going on now. Yeah, like these things that that can be hacked. Like oh well, this is your search history. Oh yeah, it was supposed to be private. Well, it's not. Can you explain this? Well, I wasn't, didn't think I had to explain it. Mm-hmm. And would you think differently, even though you think it should be private? If you saw somebody's search history and saw the stuff they looked up, like, oh, fuck, I'm glad I didn't vote for that guy. Yeah. Glad I didn't uh, marry that person, go into business with that person. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, man. Like, <laughs> you know, pulling the curtain back to what we're all doing. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It all, I mean, a lot of this is connected. It kind of started, you know, I was talking about Snowden, but it even started earlier, you know, back, uh, I guess, 9-11, like when, mm-hmm. the, when the Patriot Act, yeah. you know, that opened a lot of doors for NSA and CIA to do a lot of this stuff. Um, it, it dates all the way back to uh, the 20s. It's, uh, it's called the Black Chamber. Uh, right after World War I, um, the Black Chamber was this, uh, this operation to where they didn't have, the NSA wasn't around back then. But uh, they had, they still had some. I forgot the name of, but they had some intelligence yeah. agencies. But uh, they were accessing Western Union telegrams, customer base, and getting like seeing what kind of telegrams people were sending all the way back in the early twenties. So that that was kind of the the thing about back then, like hacking that. I mean, give me that envelope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me read that letter before you mail it. Just barging into the yeah. office and taking a bunch of them. Give me that. Now it's all coding. <laughs> but, like, I mean, think about the stuff in our everyday life that, you know, and, and I don't want to sound paranoid. You know, I, I, I know the whole subject matter that what we talk about here on The Boogie Monster is like, see, to be like, oh, these guys are just paranoid and fear mongering. But, like, but it's being proven. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, obviously, we talked about phones and laptops. I even just today put the black tape over I've my always had my tape laptop. over that. That was proven that they could hack into that yeah. stuff. But think about other things, like even something as simple as like uh, license plate readers, like uh, mm. when you're going through toll booths and stuff. I mean, they're taking photographs of every yeah. license plate that goes through these toll booths. And, and I have a question about that because um, I used to know like – all right, like in Georgia, I knew, for example, like it was illegal for the cops – to just randomly run license plates. Mm-hmm. They weren't allowed to. I don't know if those laws have changed. I don't know what they are in, from state to state. But uh, back in the day, I had some buddies that were in law enforcement and whatever. But uh, you couldn't just – a cop just couldn't arbitrarily run license plates. They had to at least articulate that like, oh, we've – a lot of Honda Accords have been getting stolen, so yeah, I ran those plates. Probable cause, yeah. which means pull anything out of your ass. Like you know how many times as a teenager um, – uh, Remember out of the car. Why? Uh, it smells like weed. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though my buddy Kelly, I, I don't smoke weed. I've never had anybody that smoked weed yeah. in this car. Well, there's an even vaguer step below probable cause that they call articulable suspicion, where probable cause is I have reason to believe <laughs> that you broke the law. Articulable, articulable suspicion. That's ironic that I can't <laughs> say articulable. It's even more vague to where like, yeah, I just kind of maybe thought something, huh? It's, I'm um, um, copping around. But you at least had – they at least had to have articulable suspicion to, to run random people's license plates. Yeah. Right? To, you, you know, because if something were to come out of that, if they were to make an arrest based on that when it got to court, well, Officer why Smith, did you, why uh, did you run his license plate? Yeah. But now they're just 
taking pictures at, at toll booths and bridges and stuff. These license plate readers are just taking pictures of every car that comes goes by and putting their that data into a database. And if that information means, oh, we found out we this girl that was kidnapped, we caught her right away. Amber Alert, like, I would be emotionally swayed to like be like, nah, okay, I don't have anything to hide well, until that's the dilemma. Until the paranoia of. Mm-hmm. Oh, the cops want to bust me for something I didn't do. I need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And now, oh, I don't agree with the fact that you read my plays. There was, that was the thing when they started putting the cameras in in Chicago that they could just give you speeding tickets without ever being present mm-hmm. because they can calculate the time that you pass one camera and then the next camera. That's some bullshit. And if it's under a certain amount of time, it means you at some point you were speeding. Mm-hmm. They never did, but that was a, that was one of the theories somebody told me, like, ooh, that does I think they tried to do that out, in like, Florida at some of the turnpikes. Like, when, yeah. you're, you know, when you're going from mile one to mile 20, if you got there too soon, it's like, well, you're clearly you were speeding. Yeah, at some point you were speeding. Yeah. But yeah, and now uh, what they call public space cameras... You know, next time you're downtown or wherever, just look around, look up, and oh, yeah. just notice CCTV, how many London's oh, got them everywhere. Yeah, in all the big cities. I mean, right here in L.A., there's you know, and a lot of them started with like for traffic enforcement, uh, not necessarily yeah. the speeding ticket thing that you're talking about, but um, uh, running red lights. You know, that's a big thing now. Well, yeah, the just re- yeah, sending you a ticket in the mail for running a red light. But like, man, just everywhere, there's cameras everywhere. Uh, drones with the influx of drones now. They're using drones to just wander around and take pictures, and uh, there's facial recognition software that they're using yeah. now. I mean, it's this is some total like, like George I, Orwell. I, like our both, you're like, man, yeah, it's real fucked up. There's cameras anywhere. Anyway, if you want to give us a TV show, that would be great. We'd love to do some on camera work. <laughs> <laughs> love to do some voluntary on camera work. <laughs> exactly. Well, I was thinking about that today, like uh, especially you know. That's paranoia when you get paranoid of the security cameras on set of a TV show. <laughs> Being kind of remotely in the public eye, uh, such as ourselves, in the sense that <clears throat> I was thinking about this. Like, I post my tour schedule, you know? Yeah. And then, like, oh, you know, I mean, obviously that's kind of part of our job is to put ourselves mm-hmm. out there and promote our stuff and, hey, come see me do a show. But at the same time, it's like, oh, anybody, like when I do these big tours, like anybody – is going to know yeah. where I'm at on a day-to-day basis from a specific, not just city, but the venue and the time. Yeah. Like, you know, people like us are just so easy to track. Yeah. <laughs> and we're voluntarily putting it out there. But that's... Yeah, and if somebody knows where you li- live, you yeah. know. Just part of it. I, I won't... Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think about that sometimes, too. Like, well... I, obviously, I, there was a... Oh, dude, there was a, it was a road comic from back in the day... That got busted. This isn't quite tying into this. It's more of just a disgusting criminal who's also not bright, but he was like sexually assaulting victims on college campuses, I and they realized that. that his tour schedule lined up. Did we talk about with, that before? Maybe we talked about that. Did here. we? I know. I mean, it's been. I know amongst comics, like yeah, knows maybe I was talking to somebody else. The about guy. That. Not to be confused with the other guy who may or may not rape somebody a few <laughs> years ago. Uh, up in Minnesota, there was a comic. Oh, that it's just a fucking that dipshit. Yeah, yeah. But this, yeah, I know who you're a, talking this about. This was like a road guy, and then the police were like looking together, like, "Oh, wait a minute, this guy's been at all these colleges every time these things have happened." Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, yeah, that's where putting your schedule out there uh, incriminated you. 
Well, luckily, because you're a fucking scumbag. On a similar vein, uh, I've talked to you about Wheeler Walker Jr. Mm-hmm. He's so good. He's so ridiculous, but yeah, uh, so funny. He tongue in cheek. He was on Rogan's podcast, and he he, he tongue in cheek uh, implied that Sturgill Simpson was an assassin for the CIA. He's like, <laughs> he's like, hey man, look at his look at his tour dates. Look at his schedule, and then enemies <laughs> of the state just wind up being dead, and it, 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 it matches up. <laughs> so funny. Churchill Simpson's out there assassinating people for the government. Um, well, but yeah. Was, what's his name's cover? Who's, oh, uh. Barris. Yeah, yeah. The, the gong show guy. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. I think that's a guy with a, just a real good story. I don't, yeah. I don't buy it, but I was like, good story, man. <laughs> Uh, now they're talking about, uh, well, just, all right, I mentioned it briefly, but and beyond the security issues and the surveillance issues, Alexa, yeah, Siri, I don't like this shit. This I, makes me sound like an old man. I'm, do, I'm doing jokes about that right now. I've been doing jokes. And the same thing of like, I don't want to sound like old tech. Is technophobe the right word? Does that mean you're afraid of technology or afraid of dance music? <laughs> Either one. I'm a real disco-phobe. It's not enough that in my phone I have access to almost any piece of information I could think of. Mm-hmm. But now I, I, I can't even take the time to type it out. That's- Just, Alexa, I don't want to put forth any effort. Just give me everything immediately now. That's what the more I was telling you before. The, the, even more upsetting than having a robot know my voice is when it doesn't recognize my voice. <laughs> like where I'm like, all right, I give in. Uh, hey Siri, we'll do a thing. It's like I don't understand the question. I'm like, you fucking bitch, you bitch, you got me to do this, and now I'm doing it. And you're telling me I'm doing it wrong. <sighs> and I think you should have to say please first because I think it's That's I great. think it's teaching people to be rude. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I don't. Why does that bother me? Like, just put forth, a, achieve something on your own. Put forth some effort on your own behalf. But just like a king, just summoning, bring me this and bring yeah. me that and give me all the answers. At least type it out. I Ugh. I just feel uncomfortable talking to a not something that's not a person. I talk. To an animal mm-hmm. with ease, mm-hmm. but to to talk to a rope, I don't, I don't know why. Well, it's I mean, old time. We're just old time. Yeah, man. I guess I'm. But something about that has always bothered me. Like in Siri before that, and I, I was, uh, I was doing a project and filming a thing one time a few years ago, and had this crew. They gave it a human name. That's this funny. crew was with me, and they were all great dudes, but like. Every one of them were just, Siri, give me directions to the nearest Red Roof Inn. Yeah. And it's like, at least just stop and Google it yourself, because then at least but, it feels like you achieved something. But the tech now, but what, I don't feel I achieved something. Not like, achieved, like, like, I think you solved a problem. You put forth a little effort to solve a daily problem. Well, you also solved the problem of having to use your gorilla fingers to text on a stupid phone. I don't like, know. I, and I get it. I, I don't. I, I it's not a strong uh, case, but still. No, I don't condemn it. Personally, it, uh, it bothers me, but I totally understand why it's why people like it. Rachel has the Amazon Echo; that's the Alexa one, and mm-hmm. that's like, oh yeah, I just I'm just in another room and I want to hear a song. I play the song. It's a fucking 
not remembering the name of like like it's I think it's we're just inching leading us down towards a path. The, yeah. the singularity. Yeah. Yes. We're yes. not even inching anymore. We're moving towards the point voluntarily. Where the yes. And so what? You want population control? We're the lemurs following the fucking glowing orb off the cliff. Following the glowing Apple logo off the cliff right now, and it's fine. Yeah. Maybe we're part of the people that shouldn't be here anymore, Dave. Not me. I don't use Alexa. I don't use GPS. It doesn't I solve some shit on my own. You solve my own damn problems. You you use GPS sometimes. Not not in the city I live in. GPS is great. That's an amazing invention. It's great for certain things, but it's also making us dumb as shit. We've got friends who have lived in this city for 10 years that can't get around without it. And that's a problem. If you had that's lived, a problem. If you, have lived, if you had lived here when everybody had a Thomas guy, you know what's worse than somebody looking at GPS on a phone? Is somebody trying to read a 250-page book of maps of While one city. Moved. Yeah. But at least that is you know why? how to solve a problem. Because it doesn't move along with you. It doesn't. You have to. Uh, did you want to talk about our little experiment? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think we definitely should do this. <clears throat> this is a good idea. So, what? okay, as was addressed in a previous episode, that we don't, what, what, what was it? That you, if you're just talking around your phone, things will show up? There's been some or rumors. text messages. I think people every- had written in. Everybody knows that, like, if you if you're googling some stuff and posting some stuff about a certain thing, then you start seeing personalized ads for it. You know, if I start googling mountain bikes, eventually there's going to be mountain bike ads on my Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. But I have friends, and then we've had listeners write and call in, call in, <laughs> right, right. They sent letters um, talking about the yeah. same concept, but with just phone calls and text. You know, I was texting my buddy for the sake of this example about a mountain bike, and next thing I know, I'm getting mountain bike ads. Even though I've not Googled mountain bike, I haven't posted shit about mountain bike, yeah. just texting and phone calls about certain products or whatever and starting to see ads for it. So what So what does that mean? What should we That like all right, well we were joking earlier, I was like, All right, I will leave you a voicemail. It says I'm really thinking about buying a pogo stick. <laughs> But what are the odds that major pogo stick manufacturers are dumping money into cyber spyware advertising ploys? You know, that's I don't think I don't think pogo sticks have that kind of money behind it. <laughs> True, that may not be. But it has to be that's a great example in the sense that or like it, a corporate it, brand. It, like, it needs to be a product that we have or would never Google or you know, talk about ourselves. So what? What's your product? I don't know. I was I was brainstorming today, trying to find like the right product, you know. And I was, I don't know, crystals or some sort of weird herb or vitamin that I would never. What about just like Pepsi? I'm thinking now. I've never seen Pepsi ads online. Okay. But like ah, I really, I'm gonna look. I'm holding my phone up. Should I? Why don't I can't call you down in the annex? The irony is I, I initiated this conversation, this idea between us via – and I purposely was like, well, I can't text in this, so I'll do Facebook Messenger because <laughs> maybe they're not looking at that. Maybe the, <laughs> maybe the NSA isn't on the way to Facebook yet. They're still going through. Let's do pogo sticks just just to see. Let's start texting each other I'm about just pogo saying sticks. you think the viral marketing team 
<laughs> at Jeremy's Pogo Sticks has the money okay. to listen in to phones. Let's, let's, do, let's do weird herbs. Let me start talking to you about bee pollen and ginkgo biloba yeah, man. And, and see if we start weird getting ads stuff. for that. Weird herbs. <laughs> I do think it's a fun little experiment. Um, not, I, I want because people were saying that they were just having a conversation, and all of a sudden it was mm-hmm. showing up. Yeah, and that. and that's creepy as hell. And, and what that means is somebody you're being listened to the NSA or somebody is you know. Granted, the NSA doesn't give a shit about us getting pogo sticks, but what they are doing is they're gathering, they're listening to us in general. Mm-hmm. So they're gathering that data and then selling it to marketing firms and stuff like that. Well, and but that's they have. Don't they already have things like a smart TV? Yes. That will take a picture of the inside of your refrigerator and send it to you so you know it's in there. What? I didn't know that. I was about to start talking about smart TVs because that's Oh, another, not smart TV. It's a, it's smart, a smart refrigerator. refrigerator. Okay. I was about to say, <laughs> how does that work? Hey, TV. Just yeah. goes over the kitchen. Yeah, you pull it off the wall. Hey, TV. Hey, TV. We got any orange juice left? Hold on. Let me check. Hold on, Jeremy of Jeremy's Pogo Stick fame. Can't imagine, I can't believe all this disposable income you got from pogo sticks that you bought the first TV that can go look for orange juice in the refrigerator. <laughs> Hot damn, these Jeremy's pogo sticks. Now if I set it up, now it'll happen. Yeah. Well, smart TV is a, is a major thing now as far as... I mean, it's essentially a computer. A smart TV is just a computer. Yeah. But, like, it's looking in. I mean... It's got a camera. It can see what's going on. It's putting ads, and depending on what you're watching and what you're searching on Netflix and whatnot, yeah. you're getting ads based on that. I mean, we're just inviting all kinds of. Ah, this is 1984 shit, man. Mm. It's really, it's really creepy. RFID chips. You know about RFID chips? You were saying that was like the <clears throat> radio frequency identification. Those low jacks, were, like basically. Yeah, it's like a human low jack. Yeah, or, and it's it's already been around for years for pets. Which mm-hmm. you know, I don't have problems. As with soon that. as you found out they put those in pets, like you know they were putting those in people. Absolutely. Somewhere. Like as soon as like no no no, it's just pets. Yeah. Bullshit. As soon as you found out, you could track somebody. Yep. Yeah, they tried to do it in a school system. Uh, in 2004, the Spring Independent School District near Houston, uh, they, they tried to do that. Of course, they were doing it with lanyards. They weren't technically injecting the thing. Okay. The thing is like the size of a grain of rice. Uh, but they, it, it, they tried that, and then eventually the parents were like, nah. They tried it again in 2012, the Northside Independent School District near San Antonio. Uh, they were like, yeah, we've got to keep track of all these students. So they were handing out lanyards. And uh, mm-hmm. they had the little chip in the lanyard. And what about keep track? Of uh, what about like sexual predators? That I don't have a problem with. I have zero problem with that. Like you mentioned earlier, when you commit a crime to that magnitude, <clears throat> you lose your rights. What about the slippery slope of like uh, the ones nineteen? His girlfriend was seventeen. Was consensual. Well, that's a whole other issue in general, as far as you know. I, and I still don't mm-hmm. think statutory rape should necessarily be. You know, a case by case. Basis. It should be a case by case basis. I've I've got buddies that are on a sexual offenders list because he was seventeen and had sex with a fifteen year old consensually. You know, yeah. And uh, I mean, that's a whole other can of worms. But not, I'm not condoning <laughs> statutory rape. But a seventeen, a, a junior no, in high school two, and a freshman in high yeah, school it was dating two high school kids and consensually have sex. That guy shouldn't be put in the same category as a serial rapist well, or that's a child what I mean. molester. Like, oh yeah, now all of a sudden, do you have to go? 
you know, door to door in your neighborhood? I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of times, I mean, it is kind of a state by state basis, but I think a lot of times those guys are just lumped in there with your yeah. traditional run of the mill sex offender. That's what I'm saying. So, like, okay, now you're tracking criminals. I, you know, I don't know. Like, where, where are the rights? I mean, how's that different from wearing an ankle bracelet? You know, people who are on house arrest and probation. Well, house arrest is still part of the punishment. I mean, like, mm-hmm. no, you, okay, you've done everything. Mm-hmm. You're out of prison. Mm-hmm. But we're still going to put this but bracelet this, you, on you. you. We will know where you are at all times. Mm-hmm. For the duration of your probation, five or ten years or whatever. Well, I guess for probation, yeah. I was thinking it's for life. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I mean. I'm sure some of them might do it for life. I don't know. I've, I'm sure this is. I'm sure this has been employed by the government. Mm-hmm. I'm sure all their spies have it. Why wouldn't? Yeah. Why wouldn't? Well, what's like not journalists and stuff, but the spies probably have it. Mm-hmm. Navy SEALs. Yeah. Navy SEAL gets kidnapped. Or no, because then they could hack in, find out exactly where Navy SEALs are. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, just going, just going out there with it. Well, I mean, it's a it's a scary thing in general, but also if you think about like like what I said with Snowden's revelations there, with Verizon just willingly handing over mm-hmm. all this shit. Um, in 2013, Bloomberg.com reported that the NSA had inserted codes into the Android operating system, so Android. I'm assuming they were like, sure, whatever, go ahead. Like, I mean, it's one thing for them to like clandestinely do it, you know, behind Apple and Android's yeah. back, but for Android to just be like, yeah, you can put your shit in yeah, our phones. We're, we're a private company, but go ahead and. I mean, that's creepy. Yeah, why? Yeah, why wouldn't car companies have it? Well, that's another thing. Uh, speaking of car companies, um, now you know, especially the higher end cars, you know, there's um, what's the kind of like a black box. It's, it's yeah. Essentially, the same concept as a black box in an airplane. But think of all the electronic data, you know, in some of these high end cars, as far as everything's operated, mm-hmm. you know, the way it's all connected, and all the data that's collected, as far as GPS tracking and gas mileage and yeah. just all this stuff and. I mean, there's just dozens of different avenues that technology is taking to kind of... It's it's very easy to go down the paranoia wormhole mm-hmm. with technology. Yeah. This, the creepy thing is how it's being proven. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It is currently, every day, we're finding out new shit. So I that's why I'm and they've fine discussing it, this and not sounding like just some paranoid weirdo. Yeah, they've made it. A necessity. Mm-hmm. They've made smartphones become a necessity. Yeah. Which is why everybody was jumping all over. Was it Paul Ryan when they came out with the Trump care? Yeah. He was like, well, you just have to decide if you need that brand new iPhone or if you want health insurance. Like, you fucking asshole. It's a necessary tool for survival in the modern age, mm-hmm. more or less. Yeah. Um, well, as we say this, into technology to be distributed <laughs> through technology and consumed with technology. I'll throw out one last little point as far as uh, uh, fact here. Operation Dishfire. That's something that was revealed in <laughs> Snowden's revelations. Operation Dishfire. Operation Dishfire. NSA collects over 2 million text messages every day. Mm. Every day they're just snatching 2 million texts and putting them in their database. 
just that's not how many texts do you think happen i mean yeah that's not Probably a lot. two million texts that happen that's a small percentage but yeah. still i mean of people they're listening to every day two million texts of people they're talking to mm-hmm. mm. also i bet anybody using a payphone is committing a crime Anybody still using a payphone? <laughs> criminal. Oh man, you're a criminal. You don't see many anymore. Every now and then you'll see like that lone. Yeah, like, you know who's using dude. it? Criminal. Maybe they're not criminals. Maybe they just don't want the government listening. No fucking way, criminal. <laughs> yeah, if, if, you, if you don't want the government listening, probably because you're committing a crime. I mean, it sounds crazy, but like, and I'm not condoning what he did, but. You kind of understand where Ted Kaczynski, Kaczynski was coming from. All right, Dave. You already live in a van. Fucking tread lightly, I'm Dave. not going to mail bombs to anybody, but <laughs> his manifesto and his views on anti-technology. All right. Just digging a hole. Just, yeah. Hey, buddy. That <laughs> yeah, came out wrong. <laughs> Speaking of which, I found a new spot next to Carl's Speaking Jr. Speaking of which. Yeah. Got a new spot next to Carl. Even though I, I don't like their food. Uh, Carl's they do have, Jr. They have pretty good Wi-Fi, and it goes out. It's got a good range. So I don't even have to park in their parking lot to use their Wi-Fi. Where is it? Where is it? I can't. Well, I don't want right. to give out my, my locations. Oh, that's right. It's true. Yeah, we're being <laughs> yeah. secretive. What here. are we talking about here? You I'm know? learning annex. Nobody knows about this place. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, in short... Well, how do we solve this? I believe in this one. Mm-hmm. I feel like at the end of these, I, I should have a believe or disbelieve. Yeah. I, I Absolutely. The proof's there. The proof's there on this one. And part of me is like, oh, yeah, this does suck, but I don't think I'm doing anything. I mean, I, also, being a comedian where I've already told the worst thing to just strangers. Like, yeah. Fuck, we Google, yeah, Google my search history. Mm-hmm. Like, God, thank God I didn't have it. I mean, I had the internet, I think, was using it to look up porn and maybe shit, like, I was 20 years old, maybe. Really? Like, that's, yeah, slow ass. Like, 19, that's 1996. Hmm. Right? Around that area. Era. Did you know about the internet when you were in high school? No, I don't. I you know, I don't think I did. I didn't get an email address until 2000, and I didn't know that that was like the kids that were like making all the money. <clears throat> this one kid, John, were in the library, the public library, not even the high school library, the town library. He's like, "Oh, watch this!" And we're in like, like, "Who the Dewey Decimal System is on the card catalogs now on computers, so you could just look up books on the computer." Uh-huh. He's like, watch this. He's just clicking around, and he just brings up the payroll for all the employees at the library. Wow. Like, all the government employees. Like, hey, cool, right? I'm like, what the fuck? Like, oh, that's where hacking started, when it was all brand new, and it was yeah. kids that were, like, how are you supposed to learn a language when you're younger? Yeah. Because you're more malleable. Yeah. And so there's a couple kids in my high school, like, oh, yeah, watch this. Yeah, I, I, I had never heard of the internet or the World Wide Web until I was in college. My freshman year of college, yeah. and it wasn't even... A college thing 
Um, I remember mm-hmm. it specifically. Uh, I was a fan of Rage Against the Machine. And when their second album came out in 96... Evil, oh, you were telling me about that. Evil yeah. Empire. Uh, me and my buddy, my buddy was a bigger fan than I was. So we got the new album. And, you know, back when you would buy the actual CD and uh, looking through the liner notes. Yeah. And they said, you know, we, you know, if a band you like, you just scrolled and you looked at every word in those liner notes. <laughs> yeah. And I remember towards the bottom it said, visit us on the World Wide Web at www.rageagainstthemachine.com. And we were like, what the hell is that? Rage Against the Machine signing up for the surveillance state early on. Yeah. They're, they're part of the whole problem. They're false rebellion. Yeah. And I went and I, I figured out, I didn't, it took me a minute to even figure out, like, what, what, is w, what does that mean? I didn't know what it meant. And somebody was like, oh, it's a website. You go on your computer. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, that's the first website I ever visited. And I remember telling my buddy the next day, like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, you just type in these, this code and, like, it's just a bunch of pictures of the band. And, like, I was, the, the first time of actually having to describe the concept of a website. I, I remember my buddy trying to explain emails. Like, no, it's mail. Like, somebody will send you a message and you open it and it's in your mailbox. Like, where is it? It's on the what computer. Mailbox? Like, all right, boy. So the, the like, computer gives me the directions. So I got to get, like, hook it up to a printer? Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> well, where? Yeah. I just couldn't understand that it was not physical. Yeah. I mean, well, where? Where? You know, hey. if you lived your whole life, I mean, that's why, you know, people make fun of, you know, like our parents' generation. But, like, yeah. if you spent the first 50, 60 years of your life not owning a computer, and then all of a sudden the whole world just changes well, over to it, again, you're, it's yeah, going to take a, a while. It's a tool. We're old, man. We're tools. <laughs> well, shit on a shingle. Yeah, I don't know how to circumvent these issues. Maybe, you know. Just, I, I, think it's re- I think it's getting worse. I think, that, like, every... Ooh, well, we hacked in the thing, and Russia hacked this, and hackety-hack, hack, 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 hack. Well, fucking don't put your important shit on there. I got fucked with Chase. Somebody made a PayPal account, got my account information, uh-huh. and was taking money out of there. And again, I don't know. I, I don't carry cash around. I like using a debit card wherever. Fortunately, God forbid, I actually say something nice about the, the evils of uh, major banks, but Chase... Handled it, oh, yeah? reimbursed my money, investigated it for fraud. I'll say this. Anybody wants to steal my identity, go right ahead. <laughs> Probably have fun with that beacon score. <laughs> what are you going to do, steal your mail? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm sure this is a topic that we'll revisit from time to time as new things if start to weekly, arise. Yeah. The way things are going. Uh, changing gears real quick. Want to give a shout out to Tim Ray at headsweats.com. Gave us some uh some dope hats. Some dope hats. Sent us a couple of really cool Bigfoot hats. Yeah. So if you guys are looking for some uh squatch gear, and that's not all they do. They do all kind of hats, but uh headsweats.com. So uh yeah, big thanks to Tim Ray for that. Uh you got anything to plug? Uh this comes out on the 21st. Does it now? Mm-hmm. I mean, look, sorry for the phone sounds, by the way. <laughs> I'll plug a couple dates while you're figuring yours out. I'll be in Colorado in April. April 6th, I'll be in Glenwood Springs, Colorado at the Glenwood Vaudeville Review. April 8th, I'm in Denver at the Blackbird Public House. April 9th, Boulder, Colorado at the Bohemian Beer Garden. So, uh, Colorado folks, come see me in April. I'll be. Wandered around. Ah, I love Colorado. So beautiful. Lovely place. Gosh. It's been a minute since I've been out there. Awesome. I'm gonna go I'm gonna be at Wes and Kristen's wedding. Oh right, right. 
Shout out to our buddy Wes Van Horn and Kristen Rand. Want to plug their wedding? (laughs) I'll be at that. They are doing a fun show. I forget where it is, but it's in Birmingham. Like, honestly, if you're anywhere near Birmingham, it's Saturday the 25th. I'll uh, I'll get the info, but they're putting a show on. But it's everybody like that's gonna go to the wedding. Wow! So there's all these like really great comics coming to town to go to this wedding, and they're all uh, are gonna be uh, on the uh, they're doing the show. Okay, Kristen just putting on a show that Saturday night. Um, if, and if I know Wes. I could bet that that, uh, that wedding is going to be catered to a T. Oh, yeah. He's got works for a big restaurant group now. And they're good restaurants. Oh, man. He's I was at one of the restaurants. I was at like a, a Vietnamese or a Thai restaurant, and he brought me a, like a, a burger from another restaurant to eat while I'm eating the Thai food. Yeah. And we just look like maniacs. Yeah. Shout out to Little Donkey. Little Donkey's part yeah. of the group. Uh, Jim and Nick's Barbecue. Several others, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the food's going to be good at that wedding, I guarantee you. Yeah, well, you know what we're overdue for, Dave? Speaking of food. Speaking of which. Haven't done a uh, recipe in a while. No. So I thought, you know, here's a, and this one's real simple. It's just so easy. This is, a lot of my recipes are functional. Like you just, these are things that everybody should know how to make. <laughs> they turn out to be food, <laughs> which you can eat. To stay alive. But you know, if you like <laughs> real function, put certain ingredients together in a certain <laughs> way, then you can eat them. But no, like I don't do like a lot of frou frou fancy shit. You know, just stuff that even if you don't, if you're not a good cook, you can some make some basic whip em ups. <laughs> That's the name of the cookbook, by the way. Some whip em ups, basic gotta, whip em ups. We gotta do a boogie monster cookbook. Uh, I saw you. Man. There's a demand for it, but um, man, I've been trying to stick to the keto thing this week. I haven't had bread in like. Five days. I'm about to, Man, about you're to, like the opposite of Oprah in so many ways. <laughs> in the very least, she loves bread, and oh. and you don't. But and I love bread too, so it's hard. <laughs> also, she probably lives in a mansion, and you just complimented Ted Kaczynski while living in a van. <laughs> Boy, his place was pretty she, nice. She she actually builds schools, <laughs> and uh, Ted Kaczynski, I think. Murdered professors. <laughs> I was like condoning his actions. She's a black lady or a white dude. That's an easy one. That's just yeah. on the surface. <laughs> anyway. Anytime oh, I, anytime I kind of get strict on my diet, which ain't often. <laughs> but I, I literally have dreams about certain foods. Yeah. When I was uh, on that big raw vegan smoothie thing a few years ago, mm-hmm. I had more than one pretty exotic dream about fried chicken some yes. some weird weird stuff crisscrossing in my dreams you, have, you got horny for chicken <laughs> i have uh, i have some intense dreams about food sometimes the other night i had a dream about french toast because i've been depriving myself of bread so this recipe came to you in a dream yeah well no it's I've, I've, this is my recipe. Just say yeah. Leave the yeah. mystery there. Say, say. <laughs> I mean, it's not. Yeah. But right. French toast in your mind that you already had a recipe for French yes, toast. Yes, exactly. The, the concept. French toast has been on my brain. Take us to breakfast town right now, Dave. <laughs> so simple. <laughs> French toast. And it's, it's also one of those breakfast dishes that gets overlooked. Like uh, when, I, when I think of breakfast, I, I want some eggs. Yeah. I want some bacon. You know, Savory. A, a, a biscuit. Yeah. 
But uh, and then somebody gives you a bite of French toast, and you're, you're like, like, "Why the fuck did I get French toast?" Exactly. I get it. Oh my god, French. I get it. Whew. So anyway, French toast, real simple. Uh, here's my recipe. All right, I'll give the actual uh, measurements and everything. All right, in a bowl, throw you in a tablespoon of cinnamon, a quarter tablespoon. Oh, I'm sorry, a teaspoon of cinnamon, a quarter teaspoon of nutmeg, two tablespoons of sugar, and uh, four eggs, and a quarter cup of milk. Mix all that shit up in a bowl, all right? Okay, okay. Set it aside. That's your wash, right? Yeah, that's your wash. That's, that's what for dipping. And uh, <laughs> then in, in your skillet, preferably cast iron, but if you don't have that, just any old frying pan or skillet, throw you some butter in there, turn that thing up to about medium, medium high, mm-hmm. get it nice and warm, nice and hot. Oh, also uh, a half teaspoon of vanilla in that initial mixture. So uh, cinnamon, nutmeg, sugar, eggs, milk, and vanilla into this mixture. Throw you some butter in a pan to get you some good bread. I like sourdough. I was going to say, what's mm. the bread choice here? For me, it's either sourdough, if I'm feeling real fancy, brioche. Get you some Ooh. brioche because it's, it's a little heartier. Let it's me little... ask about this. Mm-hmm. King's Hawaiian. Can, can, is, can it be done or is it too sweet already? I don't think so. I don't. I, yeah, I think that could be done. Okay. Yeah, you could do just about any bread. I mean, I've even heard of people taking like English muffins. And making French toast out of an English muffin, which I, I haven't done myself, but I like an English muffin. Oh, I love an English muffin. What about like a hot dog muffin? I think that's a little too. That's gonna get too soggy. I think you need a hearty, you know, because then you could put the bacon like a breakfast sausage in it. I mean, breakfast hot dog. There's no rules. There's no rules here. But for this particular recipe, I would go with a sourdough or a brioche, okay, or you know something like that. Um, you probably wouldn't want to do like a rye or anything like that. Could you French toast a waffle? Of course. Yeah, I think you could. Nice. Yeah. I like the way you think. Sorry. I just went, well, wait a minute. <laughs> I really I thought. Could, I could see the light bulb going in your head. I thought we were throwing the brakes on the steam engine with that one. <laughs> I thought we were like, oh. Easiest thing in the world. Get that mixture. Mix it up. Take your bre- whatever bread you want to use. Dip mm-hmm. it both sides, one side, other side. Dip it real good. Get it completely saturated, mm-hmm. and just throw that bread in the in the pan. And uh, medium to medium high heat, couple minutes on each side. Get it nice and brown, nice golden brown, delicious little mm-hmm. GBD. And uh, <laughs> boom, throw some syrup on there. Maybe some powdered sugar. Boom, fridge toast. I like so just the little spices, just mm-hmm. changing up the spices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never thought about spices. Yeah. A lot of people will just do they'll just do an egg wash and dip it in there and that's yeah. fine. But uh man, some vanilla, some cinnamon, some That's where nutmeg. you can personalize. Yeah. Yeah, man. I like that. Yeah. That's a good that's a good anybody can make French toast. So it's a basic whip 'em up. Basic whip 'em up. And then, you know, presentation wise, you know, I always cut mine into a triangle, you know, cut it in half uh diagonally. That is the and, traditional uh, French frumble. toast. Yeah. That's a French French put you, cut. Put you some butter on there, a little syrup, maybe powdered sugar, whatever you want. Boom, French toast. Because it's something about like that egg, what that egg does. Yeah. You know, the way it just kind of soaks in, and you've got this weird little eggy aftertaste that's like, what's that? I like that. It's different. You I know? like that taste a mm. lot. Oh, man, I'm hungry now. French toast, baby. Get on it. All right. Who are we right. plugging? Uh, comic of the week. This week, this, ugh, and I know I always say this, but I truly mean it. We wouldn't. First of all, we wouldn't plug anybody. That, we're not we're not uh, we're not fluffing nuts yeah, over here. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that are pretty popular. We'll probably never plug because you know, not everybody's on the list. A lot, a lot, a lot of people ain't that funny. Well, I love when this. We dude. can do something that is uh, also currently happening. Exactly, uh, Henry Phillips. Hell yeah, Henry Phillips is funny. 
one of the funniest tweets I've ever read in my life. Mm-hmm. And I, can I, is it is it a faux pas to talk about someone's tweet? No. Can I tell his tweet? Not at all. One of the funniest tweets. This is the way Henry's comedy brain thinks. Yeah. He goes, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, but he goes, uh, if you're ever in Madison, Wisconsin, you absolutely must stop by Arby's Roast Beef Sandwiches, <laughs> a hidden gem. Like it's some mom and pop. <laughs> Henry Phillips got a movie out. His second movie. Did you ever see? I saw uh, Punching the Clown. Punching yeah. the Clown. Mm-hmm. Now he has Punching Henry. Yeah, is a sequel. Correct. I'm assuming it's a sequel. It's I mean, a sequel. One would yeah. kind of conclude that it's a sequel. Uh, well, I so haven't seen it, it yet. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see it. It came out in February. I think it had a small release in theaters. Mm-hmm. It's already available. You can get it on iTunes now. You can just download it on iTunes. And I think it's probably still. You know, if you live in a town that's got some cool like art house cinemas and stuff, I'm sure there's a couple of big screens that it's he still was playing. In. The Cooking with Henry web series, oh, the Cooking with Henry shit. <laughs> that's real hilarious. That's one of those where it's like, man, I wish I had a thought of that. Just purposely awful cooking tutorials, <laughs> and like even the editing is perfectly yeah, it's er, well purposely done. terrible. Like oh, Henry <laughs> Phillips though, uh, check out Punching Henry. Uh, Sarah Silverman's in it. J.K. Simmons is in it. Uh, Tignataro is in it. Yeah. A lot of comics. I mean, I know J.K. Simmons is not a comic. One of the best actors going right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it looks great. I haven't seen it. But uh, if you haven't seen Punching the Clown, that was on Netflix for a long time. I don't know if it's still on there. I forget where I saw that one. But yeah, it's, it's close to the comedy community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, to the business. And if you don't know Henry, he's uh, primarily a musical Act. He does a lot. He plays a lot of songs. I think, it's really like, when I think when the first time I saw him, like, oh, this guy's got an acoustic guitar. And yep. then you watch, like, oh, all right. Usually I'm an that's all for judging. Yep. Usually that's, uh, yeah. I'm going to go outside and see what's going on. Yeah, but you see guys like Henry or like Mike O'Connell, like, mm. no, don't sell. Don't. Yeah. Not your typical yeah, don't guitar sell act. Sell yourself short. Yeah. Um, Comic of the Week, Henry Phillips. All right. And I would like to plug uh, mm. the. the Fate of the Furious. That's the name of the new Fast and Furious movie. What is it? Fate? Fate of the Furious. Fate of the Furious. And they're in the Arctic. At some point. You know, where race cars are. At some point. (laughs) They're on the tundra. Not even the tundra. Tundra's land. This is just the ice caps. To a novice like myself who has never seen not one of those movies. Oh, start with the first one. Where should I start? Start Start with with one. And watch them all. Am I going to be confused if I started in the third? Honestly, if you get into the one where they're in Brazil, that sets up the one that's after it. I don't know the names. They're all some variation. Furious is always in there. There are how many now? The new one is the eighth one? <clears throat> oh, shit. I think eight. Yeah, because last one was Furious 7. Okay. i got to check those out. We did watch together... Uh, uh, gone in 60 Seconds. That's my version of those type of movies. It, okay, if you like that movie... I like that one. Watch, I mean, it's not a good movie, but it's an entertaining movie. But Gone in 60 Seconds was so dumb. Like, the writing oh, was so terrible. bad. But just so at least this one has... Yeah. It, tr- trust me. Vin Diesel just, in the new one? Trust me. I, I mean, I don't know how, the they're best, gonna, how they're going to do it without him. Best actress of our time. <laughs> Vin Diesel. Hey, they had the, the Rock... The Rock's in one? Anytime The Rock's in a movie, I'm like, you betcha. Yeah. It's hard not to like The Rock. Yeah. Chris, funny? Mm-hmm. Look at him. And you got to take all that and go like, you know what? I want to kind of do some comedy. Yeah. Fucking great. <laughs> John Cena's following suit now. Oh, yeah? He will, He was in Trainwreck. Yeah. He was, he was funny in that. Real funny. Yeah. yeah. Turns out these professional giant actors can act. Yeah. 
That's all they do. Ugh. All, all right. right. So that's it. Comic Week, Henry Phillips. You can make French toast. Spying's real. And be be afraid. <laughs> At Boogie Monster Pod. No vowels in the monster. Holler at your boys. The Boogie Monster. Boogie Monster.